0: Welcome to a special episode of our Bucket Plan On Demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the Bucket Plan process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit ClarityToProsperity.com. Welcome everyone on the call. Uh, Welcome to Brian Bibbo, who joins us from JL Smith. And Dave Allison, who not only works with C2P, but also with his private practice, Allison Wealth Management. So you two are leading and you're instructing the bucket plan 2.0 that will be taking place later this month. And I know that so much of the content pertains to positioning things to clients and how to approach that. And what a treat for those attendees of that event, as well as those on this call, because they are able to learn these tips from you who are consistently our top two advisors. So really happy to have you both on the call. Really happy to have you both leading that training in a few weeks. And so um, just wanted to kick it off. As I mentioned, you two are consistently at the top of our leaderboard again and again and again. So tell me, what would you say, what is your tap and maybe one more secret of your success?
1: Well, I'm consistently number two, so I'll let <coughs> consistently number one kick things off there because I cannot keep up with Brian for sure.
2: Yeah, I appreciate it, Dave, but I think if you didn't have a full-time job at uh, PCA and C2P, you'd, you'd you'd catch up pretty quick. Yeah. So it's kind of a part-time thing for you. But that's awesome. But so I will share with you guys what are kind of the keys to success. No, 40 percent of our business comes from referrals. I know we had a coffee break a week or two. I stepped in with Jason asking for referrals is so important. Uh, The Bill Cates method, we've implemented that. The John Del Greco, I kind of went over that last time. So I believe you can listen to that uh, previous coffee break. I mean, a lot of referrals come in all the time. In addition is penetrate a market, penetrate a certain market. I'll give you some examples, Cisco Foods. I had uh, an individual who now has retired in that organization and he just kind of shouted my name from the top of the mountain there. So I keep that individual close to me. I usually go out to dinner with him on a quarterly basis and do other things. So that's been important for referrals. I have another individual at the Cleveland Clinic who has been sending me now orthopedic surgeons. So he was a physician's assistant. And I talked, I just call this guy quarterly, or do something with him and his wife, send him something nice. So those people that are your biggest referrals, keep them uh, referral source, keep them close to you. That's been very important of our business. In addition, is we are consistently doing marketing. And I only see a certain amount of people, the minimum net worth I work with is 1.5 million plus, believe me, you know, you look back six, seven, eight years ago, I was trying to work with anyone that had money. Mm -hmm. How did this come about is over time, we've COVID taught us a lot of good lessons, the virtual marketing, we do those once a week. Uh, besides in the summer times. And it's not like we're recording them once a week. We record them every six months. We just play them like they're live. That brings in leads. We have an individual in our office doing fit calls. So a lot of my time that I would spend previously kissing frogs and going through a fact finder to figure out that they have $50,000 and I can't help them has been eliminated. So it's a time management thing. But I will share with you, those are probably the bigger keys of success of what is bringing uh, myself and my team to the top of the leaderboard. Very good. You,
0: You mentioned Cisco and that individual who has the in with those people. Do you tailor any programs to their employees or is it just basically a referral source for people who are within that enterprise?
2: Yeah. So it's also, Jen, great questions. It's training those people that are shouting your name Uh, how to talk to the people that are their friends and their colleagues. Um, Mike, in the example that that we're using here is, I told him that I'm an expert at the Cisco Benefits. I know them in and out. A lot of them had old pension plans. I know how those work. Same thing with the Cleveland Clinic. So when they go to him, they go, he specializes in Cisco employees and retirees, or he specializes in Cleveland Clinic employees and retirees. Explaining that to your referral source, the people that are promoting you the most is crucial because they might just go, yeah, I have a financial advisor. He's good. (laughs) Well, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. You have to explain, sit down with them. And again, I'm talking to them cordially. I keep saying, don't keep me a secret, which is a famous line from Bill Gates, And I'm just, I just give them the verbiage to use. That's crucial. These people don't know how to refer you individuals unless you train them to.
0: That's a great point because I think you're right. If, unless you set it up and set that stage of what to do, I think the referral simply would be, Oh, he's great. You should talk to him. But that gives you a little bit of that extra edge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Very good. Thank you. What about you, Dave?
1: Yeah, I'd say there's a couple different things, and some of them are going to play along probably the same theme of Brian in that. Um, I think over the last couple years, I've been like really, really strategic in managing my minutes. It's it's something I picked up from Tim Claremont actually. Like if you, if you ever talk to Tim Claremont, he's like really, really efficient and calculates like the ROI on every minute of his life. And you know, I found myself starting to do that a couple years ago in trying to balance my time of like C2P and working with all of you as advisors and bringing on clients. And a couple of the things that have been the biggest game changer for me was, you know, the program that Jennifer and Jason have really been working on with the career pathing and compensation, where I hired my first advisor, David, um, who Honestly, like if I look at the approximately 30 million of new assets that we've brought on board or that I've brought on board in the last 12 months, I don't think I would have done half of that without having him because I just show up now. I show up, I sit in the discovery, the design, the delivery meetings, and he does 90% of the backstage stuff. He sits in the second chair position on every client meeting. And he has just allowed me to be so much more exponentially efficient with my time that it's allowed me to really be just laser focused on doing other things, whether it's creating content, um, you know, or trying to stay focused on driving bigger opportunities. So that career path and and having that path to be able to follow has been, you know, probably one of the biggest game changers. Um, The second one was, Jen, like what you spoke about and what I'm really excited to be teaching uh, with Brian at the end of September here is the bucket plan 2.0. Like, I always had a pretty good closing ratio of getting people from the fit call to moving their assets. But when two years ago we put together this bucket plan committee and every quarter we started meeting for a full day, to learn and share insight from each other of what's working, what's not working, verbiage, templates, tools, part of the deliverable. I just went back and this morning, I was looking at my numbers and we've converted 100% of everybody who's gone into a discovery meeting to moving their assets. I had one person on the fence that I was, actually two people on the fence that in August they committed. I wasn't sure, it's been like six months. Uh, one's an $11 million client that's moving over a couple million to start with right now while we sell equity. And then the other is uh, acad adding about $5 million over right now to us. Um, so we've gone 100% in the conversion. And I attribute that 100% to the bucket plan 2.0 process and what we've been able to kind of reinvent in there that Brian and I are going to be teaching to everybody in September and then going forward. So, you know, that's been huge for me. And then the third component is like of course that whole tax management stuff that we talked about at the last coffee break and if you missed that, our marketing team at C2P put together a great podcast on the rainmaker multiplier. Other people have shared that, but tax management has been the number one driver. It's how people are coming to me and why people are coming to me. Um, Brian, you know, kind of mentioned earlier, and, and I've been saying this for years, and this is no secret, niches make riches, right? It's why the specialized surgeon makes a lot more than the general practitioner doctor. And I think, you know, most people are aware, like I've built my practice on the niche of equity compensation. I think I know, you know, and and I've spent a lot of time learning over the last decade about equity compensation and how it impacts people and to brian's point of getting in with companies um you know over the last 12 months i've only brought on nine new clients so that 30 million about half of it comes from existing clients and then about half of it came from those new clients but Um, You know, last year, I got invited to speak at a company that had just IPO'd, you know, they're a Fortune 500 company now. And I got to speak on equity compensation to them and their general counsel ended up hiring me she's got about $12 million. And so that was an example like Brian shared. And tonight, actually, I have I got invited to come in and do educational training for a company that's just coming out of stealth mode. That is the most well capitalized biotech company to ever exist in the world Uh, it's it's founded and funded by Jeff Bezos um, to basically prolong life uh, through cell rejuvenation and as part of that deal like they want to they want me to teach all of their employees on equity compensation, but they want me to sit down with the executive team first to be able to discuss with them what I do and how I do it. So tonight I'm sitting down at six o'clock tonight with the executive team there who are all world-renowned executives, CEOs, data scientists. And again, I think like no matter what your niche is, whether it's like mine with equity compensation or whether it's Brian's, that's we specialize in retirement benefits for A, B, and C company, like That's what drives and attracts people to you. And so, you know, I would say like really look deep at like your client base, your community, the people that you hang around with, because I'm sure there's niches in there that makes it so much easier for people to refer over to you.
0: That's really helpful, Dave. So what I heard from both of you, one is specialization. So the niches make riches, right? Specialization. I heard Brian attributed a lot of his success to having someone making those right fit calls. Dave, you attributed a lot of your success to having David. So it's having good people around you. Um, You mentioned the career path, which has been in development for several years. We have our inaugural training next week, perfect for business owners looking to expand and learn more about that. I know we'll post a link in there. And then third is just the way to position things like with the bucket plan and everything you learned, you bring up a great point. So much of that content, yes, it's financially based, things like that, but we are always innovating and improving based on what actually happens when you're sitting down with clients. So I know you'll be incorporating a lot of that at the at the event later this month. So really good info there. Um, what about, so Dave, you mentioned learning from Tim Claremont and just determining the return on investment and everything you do, making sure you're really efficient. Do you have any other maybe personal tips to share or success habits, books you've read, podcasts you listen to, anything like that that might be insightful?
1: Um, Yeah, I think there's a couple things. I think that, I mean... I'm a podcast and a learning junkie. I mean, I sit around and read tax law like during the evenings or like for fun. So, you know, most people <laughs> never want to do that. But um, That's yeah, why I, you specialize.
0: I, no one wants to do it, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. Now you can just come to the tax management journey and not have to sit around and do that. Um, I mean, I think there's just such a wealth of, of knowledge and information out there, like the podcast and the creator communities on social media is really, really interesting. Um, I, I, I joined like this uh, high net worth investor group um, that I'm part of that I get a lot of really insight from like how some of these people think, because I get to see like, you know, what they chat about and what these people are looking for. Um, but I would say like kind of two things are your like that you who your kind of personal community and professional community are for like support and help and. Um, yeah, I, I have, you know, one person in my life, it's actually my older brother, who I spend an incredible amount of time with, like sharing with him everything that I'm doing, why I'm doing it, helping him critique and, you know, calculate the ROI, whether it's like, how much time I can spend with my family, how much time I spend at C2P, how much time I spend at Allison Wealth Management, um, you know, he's when I look at my circle, he's the most successful person I have in my circle. Um, and so he gives me like amazing feedback. Just three Thursdays ago, uh, we were both in Ohio and, you know, we sat up till 3 AM drinking wine and just talking about like life and like that just recharged me so much to go back and take some of that wisdom. And so I would say like, if you don't have a personal friend like that that you think is like way more successful than you are that you can just totally open up to. Um like I'm his financial advisor, but then like he asked me all my financial questions of like the same stuff I do to him. And like it was just an amazing resource to continue to drive and you know like iron shape sharpens iron, I guess. So I would say like seek out that person for you um because they are going to make you infinitely better. And then um Other planning professionals who you also look up to. So last year, I have a a really high net worth client we needed to develop a really advanced estate plan for. And I knew it was way more advanced than any of the attorneys that I would normally work with. And so I asked who I thought was the smartest attorney that I knew of in the country, this guy, Michael Amoya, who I sit on an educational board with at the Forum 400. And I was like, Michael, like, who's the best estate planning attorney in the country that you know that's practicing? And he referred me to this gentleman that I've actually built a really good relationship with uh, that might come speak at the, the um, $100 million club. And like, I've been able to learn so much. This guy manages and is the trustee of like a bunch of billionaire families out there. And so, like, the stuff I've been able to learn for free from him because my clients are hiring him and I sit in every one of those meetings because I am the trusted advisor who's bridging that gap. But like, I feel like that's been able to elevate my game so much. And so like the one thing is like, don't stay complacent on like some of the professionals that you might have relationships today. You know, my estate planning attorneys now in Scottsdale, like it has nothing to do with California or South Carolina or Cleveland, but like surround yourself with some of these best in breed people because they will definitely elevate your game, whether it's personal or professional development.
0: Built on the foundation of the award-winning Bucket Plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the Bucket Plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. I love that makes sense. You always want to surround yourself with people to lift you higher. Right. And it sounds like you're building that network to do that.
1: Makes and you sense. have to be, you have to have like accountability to it. Right. It's one thing to be like friends with them, but it's another thing to like sit there and just like, you know, the Patrick Lencioni wrote a book called getting naked. Right. It's, it's another thing to sit around a table and get naked with them. We'll
2: not, them not, there. not, not, not,
1: yeah. not, literally. <laughs>
2: yeah that would be absolutely. weird uh Dave I'm not sitting around that table with you I appreciate the invite
0: <laughs> yeah no very good insight Dave for sure oh sports life everything right you always want to be in around people who are better than you to learn who you can learn from that's wonderful advice very good thank you what about you Brian anything to add to that
2: no, I think Dave uh nailed a lot of it always have a mentor it's always been something I've had. I mean, I had, I've been blessed. I've been blessed with having Jason as a mentor. Jeff Warnkin, who's on this call, has taught me so much in, in life and also with tax planning and everything else. So I greatly appreciate him. And then I have uh, Mary Sturk. I had two males along the way. And I said, I need a good female to kick my ass. So I, I engaged with her because you get to see the other side of the fence. And that's always important. So the opposite sex has something to play with that with a mentor. So switch it up. Don't stay, don't stay with the same uh, person mentor wise. I think if you look at the CEOs and uh, the very successful people, I mean, sleep's a huge thing. I do sleep seven to eight hours a night. I know people that sleep five hours a night. I don't know how they do it. If I sleep mm-hmm. five hours for two days in a row, um, I will like break down, not even kidding. Uh, so at, what I've taught myself is I get up every morning at five in the morning and I work out for about 45 minutes. I de- getting to this position and writing this much business, it, it was hard. I was writing a lot of 200,000, 400,000, $500,000 cases. And when you do 20 million a year, um previously that I was doing you look at it and you go it's a lot of cases it created a lot of anxiety for me you know we're all human beings so i had a lot of anxiety along the way doing that um and i had to teach myself because like i had to get into better habits and waking up at 5:30 uh i'm ahead of everyone i feel like in the world for the most part i'm working out at 6:15 i'm waking up my kids getting them ready, help getting them ready for the day. And at seven o'clock, we're out the door going to school. And then I get to the office at about 7.30 by the time I drop them off at school. And I've also made sure I get out of the office like five, six o'clock. There was nights I've been here at eight or nine o'clock. So managing that time is so crucial. And I've just learned from people along the way on on how to be successful. And yes, we can continue to work, look at the return on investments. That's super important. But the times with your family and friends, there's that's priceless. Like that is what life is about. That's what memories are for. And I had teach myself the hard way for the first four years with my daughter. I really wasn't there. I was helping build JL Smith group along the way. So you, you gotta look at those things in life, but I would just share with you that's a lot. I wish I could say I read tax law. I don't, I read I do read, uh I do read a few books along the way, but not too many. I do keep up on current financial things, but I watch YouTube videos to do so because usually those are consolidated in five or 10 minutes. That's really where I get my knowledge and I listen to both sides of the fence. You know, whether you listen to CNN, CNBC or Fox News, I always listen to all sides of the fence and share that with the clients. And I think they greatly appreciate that when I'm bringing the different angles to them because, we're humans, and we only want to hear what like justifies our thought process. You don't want to hear the exact opposite, the contrarian mindset. So I always bring that up to the clients, but I would share with you those kind of the, the success along the way.
0: I love it. Very helpful and great habits. You're right. It's you. Yeah, I think you hit it perfectly. It's like you're ahead of everyone and the day's just starting. So, makes sense. And I think
1: Brian touched on like, I don't know, for me, like some of the hardest sides of it is just mindset. Like, most people probably don't realize this, but like I've always found like I have a big self-confidence issue, like for the longest time, I would go into every client meeting thinking the client was going to like fire me and they were going to be unhappy. And I was never like good enough for them. And my wife would always be like, you're nuts. Like, what are you talking about? And then the meeting would end and the client would be all happy and talk about how happy they were. And I she'd like, see, you got yourself all worked up for nothing. Like you're an idiot. Just you're doing a great job for them. And I feel like, you know, most of what we do in the success that we have is in between our own ears of staying positive And Like, it's really hard in this market environment to stay positive, too. Like, with everything going on in the world, like, we're in the most polarized, you know, time in history that we've ever been in, and the market is down. And, you know, like, no, none of us, I'm sure, like, seeing our client balances go down and having those conversations with them. And so I think, like, a big part of our job is bringing positivity and optimism to the table, um, and trying to continue to help our clients, and the more we can do that for ourselves, like it's just going to radiate, and people are going to be attracted to that. So um, I don't know. That's I, I've experienced that firsthand. I, I still do occasionally, you know, where I got to get pulled out of it. But um, Brian... I love that,
2: Dave. And I just want to reiterate your point right there: is you got to reach out to your clients in the bad times and the good. A lot of advisors only reach out in the good times. I reached out to a client in June at the, at the most recent bottom in the market, and he rolled over $5 million to me. I didn't get it all at once, but he said to me, he goes, Brian, this is amazing. My old financial advisor would hide under the desk when the market was bad, and I didn't hear from him for over a year in 2008 and 2009. He was just blown away by that. Look at that simple reaching out to him, that touch point just solidified that relationship. Definitely. Very good
0: look at all this good advice we're getting in 24 minutes, right? So um, we have, like I said, these two are leading the bucket plan 2.0, September 28th and 29th. It will be in person and then with dinner in between the days at Jason Smith's family farm. So it should be a great experience. Um, both of you, what are you most looking forward to sharing during this training or um, why, sh- why should advisors attend?
2: Yeah, I'll give you some context behind the scene for a lot of us that don't know. But myself, Dave, Jeff Warnkin, Jason Smith, and Greg Hammer, we meet on a quarterly basis. And in our offices, we're beta testing new things that we don't even bring them to you guys until we know they have a successful track record. And they're working and it's enhancing the client experience. It's enhancing the close ratios like Dave talked about his close ratios. We're bringing that. It's not like we're giving the same stagnant stuff and not trying new things. We're trying to make this better for us and for you. We're all a big family and that's what matters. So I think, you know, you guys attend this once a year, once every other year is crucial.
1: Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, every time I teach it, I learn. Um, We just did our last bucket plan 1.0 in Cleveland last month and Greg Dillon of One Team Financial came through and I was talking with him. I said, Greg, how many times have you been through this? He said, this is my fourth time coming through Bucket Plan 1.0. Not even 2.0, but four times coming through 1.0. And I was like, well, what did you pick up at this? He said, Dave, some of the language that you use is going to be a difference maker for me. And what... I gained out of that is Greg actually shared something that he does on the initial concerns and priorities ranking worksheet that I just thought was an absolute game changer that I've now incorporated and we're incorporating into the bucket plan 2.0 process. And I mean, the foundational process is the same, right? Discover, design, deliver, dedicate. We're now teaching right fit calls in that if you're not using those, they're a game changer. And there's an art and a science to effectively doing right fit calls. If you're doing them yourself, or like you have a higher volume business like JL Smith, that they have a dedicated fit call or doing those. But it's, it's really the the verbiage and the interactions of how we are positioning things. And not just when I say we, I don't mean just me and Brian, I mean, like the collective community. Uh, I probably talk to just like I talked to many of you, you know, I talk to six to seven advisors a day right now. And they're sharing with me all this great stuff. And the time that we are able to really uh distribute that stuff is through these live trainings and so um i think it's just going to be really great interactive you know in person in my opinion is always better than virtual because you know it's some of the sidebar conversations we get to have and uh and we get to go have a fun fun day out on the farm at Jason's house which will be uh we did that at the bucket plan 1.0 and everyone loved it it was really really fun so
2: and everyone's expected to milk cows so
1: if you come <laughs> <laughs> There's no cows yet, I don't think, but you gotta clean the chicken coop. There's that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yep. So,
0: farmer, yeah.
1: Farmer, farmer Smith.
0: Yes. Always, always a fun time. Absolutely. Well, before we head out, um any, oh, I see a question here. Discover design delegate. What did I miss?
1: Discover design deliver uh yep discover design deliver not delegate
0: yeah all right well very good well we look forward to seeing you uh september 28th and 29th link is available next week's topic how to run Inforce illustrations on life insurance to uncover opportunities so look forward to that and thank you all thank you to our hosts thanks to everyone on board Welcome to a special episode of our bucket plan on demand series brought to you by Clarity to Prosperity. For more information on the bucket plan process and a list of all podcasts in this series, visit clarity 2 prosperity.com.